The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegorillaposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network. Presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and now in association with IndiePW.com. We are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. And in partnership with Phoenix at FNXFit.com where you can get 15% off all your health supplements like pre- and post-workout drinks, protein powder, super greens, and more when you use promo code TBTALKPOD. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTALKPOD. And you can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, and all those other podcatchers out there. As always, I am Carl Carafel. And I am Big Joe. And just as it says, scrolling at the bottom there, Turnbuckle Talk, episode 173, to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> My word. Yes. Just just some uh, technical difficulties happening uh, today for, for whatever reason. Um, just odd. Odd little things, but it's all good. We're here. Uh, we're, what, uh, 15 minutes later than usual. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's all good. Big Joe, big episode for us here today. Uh, not a, any type of milestone or anything, but just no. quite a bit for us to talk about. For sure, man. Uh, you know, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling. And as you had just mentioned, you know, through the power of the internet, we're able to bring this wonderful podcast to you from a bunch of, uh, from a couple of Canadians here. But when you're using technology to do this kind of stuff here, Carl, and, and uh, folks that are watching or listening, uh, things can get a little funky sometimes. It's just uh, kind of the nature of, of the beast and uh, stuff like this happens. Uh, as we were getting ready to go live, my computer decided to do a little update. You know, and then our recording program decided not to pick up my mixer. So uh, this kind of stuff usually happens in high-pressure situations when you go live or if you're in person. A lot of times these little uh, gremlins like to kind of show up, so to speak, and uh, uh, that's what happened this week. But uh, we're good to go now. And, uh, yeah, man, it's um, been kind of another crazy week in the world of professional wrestling. Lots going on. You know, we're still... You know, the end of COVID-19 still seems far off in the distance, Carl. But uh, yeah. I guess one of the big pieces of uh, headline news, well, the, the, there's there's a few this week, but uh, I guess the one I would rank right near the top is we're talking Miss Tessa Blanchard. Um, there was some conflicting information uh, about uh, what had happened here with this, but thankfully we have our friend Ryan K. Bowman over at thegrillposition.com that gives us can give us a little bit of insider information. And she was not fired from Impact Wrestling, her contract expired. There's a big, big difference there, Carl. Yeah, definitely there is. Uh, Her contract expired. Um, I guess 
from things that I've been hearing as well, uh, maybe not necessarily from Ryan, but from a few other sources, um, she does have a reputation in the back uh, of, of being she ever? almost narcissistic, I guess you could say. And the her and the company could not come to an agreement at all on her staying with Impact. So... I mean, what, what do you have to do? You have to, like, if she's not going to resign, mm -hmm. you have to let her go yep. and you have to strip her of that title. And uh, that's uh, that, that was a pretty, pretty big blow. Now, to be fair as well, I think it'd be a fair statement to make, you know, to be successful in the world of professional wrestling and, you know, most other professions out there, you know, you kind of almost need to have that kind of mindset a little bit. Uh, maybe and, and narcissist might be a bit of a... Uh, Bit of a stretch, but I mean, you do need to be pretty confident and uh, borderline cocky with yourself if, if you do want to be successful, especially in a business like professional wrestling. You need to have some confidence, and I mean, obviously, she she does have that. But uh, as you'd mentioned, you know, she does have quite the history with uh, some of the other girls backstage. You know, we've uh, mentioned that before, and the news has gone around with others uh, like Chelsea Green and whatnot that uh, she's a pretty polarizing figure back there. But again, you know, to be successful, you need to be a little bit of a, a um, little bit of a, um, a bit of a jerk sometimes, I guess, uh, so to speak. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess now the debate is where does she end up? Of course, you know, WWE is the one that's right near the top, right now. Yeah. Thing is, at this time, do they want somebody with baggage coming on over onto their roster right now? That's the that's, issue, right? that's exactly my thinking. Like, do they really need that right now? I mean, you have enough female talent on the roster. I understand. Okay, Becky Lynch is gone. She she she's pregnant. She's gonna you know be out for a little bit. But I mean, you have a lot of other talent there, and and even mm -hmm. this isn't something on on the run at all. But but I, I just want to like say Nikki Cross, um, while she may be a very stale let's say um worker it doesn't really leave much of a taste in your mouth uh when it comes to her style and 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 work in the ring she's not very uh recognizable uh she doesn't have really a stay power anything mm. like that but they're giving her an opportunity yeah right um i saw somebody somebody had posted online that uh um the kind of the gimmick that she's doing and using right now is like a female Eugene of 2020. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that kind of gives you a little, if you know who Eugene is, that gives you kind of a little bit of a, uh, uh, what's going on there. Right. But mm -hmm. I mean, they have the talent. It's, it's not like they're, yeah. they're lacking in any female talent. They have the talent there. They don't need to bring in Tessa Blanchard at mm -hmm. all. Yeah, I mean, WWE isn't the only place where she could go. Obviously, AEW is another one that would be uh, right at the top of most people's list. Um, you know, I, I like to think outside of that box maybe a little bit. You know, there's other places. Uh, wow, Women of Wrestling. I mean, she has a history uh, there as well. She could um, definitely go there. Um, trying to think, uh, Stardom could be another place as well if she wanted to go test the waters over in Japan. You know, so there's lots of places where a uh, top-notch female wrestler could go. Uh, Mike, yeah. Michael Leander in the uh, chat saying, what's up, pimps? 
Uh, That's not, right. Not too much there. We're just uh, talking a little Miss Tessa Blanchard. If uh, you guys have some opinions or some questions about her, feel free to ask in that chat. Yeah, definitely. One thing I wanted to make mention before we get to our next topic here, Carl, one thing I forgot to mention at the top of our show, you might have noticed that our intro sounded a little bit different this week. That's um, right. We finally, you know, to the astute observer out there would notice that we have a very Bullet Club-esque logo for our Turnbuckle Talk logo, and we have finally found, courtesy of Zombie13 on YouTube, that we have a new intro song that actually sounds like the Bullet Club intro theme, so some cool stuff there I just wanted to uh, make sure and make mention and give credit for. That's right. You guys that are watching this right now aren't going to get that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but if you go and download our episode on any of the available podcasting places that we talked about at the very beginning, uh, you will definitely be able to hear it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got a question here from uh, from Mikey. Um, does uh, AAA have any female performers? I believe so. Um, they do. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. There's there's not a lot, but there are female performers that are there. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that he that, that he brings up AAA because I think that AAA would be a fantastic spot for Tessa to go to. Yeah. Um, you 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 want to talk about this chip that she has on her shoulder hmm. going to triple a yeah. uh that chip will be broken down for sure and uh made into dust mm-hmm. it definitely will be she she will be taken back a couple of notches um and shown that uh she i mean she she's a good performer don't get me wrong she definitely is but she could she could use a couple of pegs to be uh dropped down for sure, Ring of Honor uh, is another one I forgot to mention. You know, their Women of Honor division, you know, they could use another hand there as well. Uh, Mikey, uh, making mention that uh, her fiance Daga lives in Mexico, so yeah, uh, that uh, I, I believe that's where she currently is at the at the moment. So uh, I guess uh, AAA would uh, logistically make a uh, make sense. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, where she kind of ends up, and uh, hopefully, you know, she can learn some humbleness, so to speak, because uh, let's see, uh, like you had mentioned, I think she needs. To be brought down a few pegs there. Um, speaking of uh, some WWE here, Carl, in the past week or so, we've had some people test positive for COVID nineteen, and I guess most notably would be Renee Young. Uh, she was the uh, the notable one that um, has tested positive. We're we're still dealing with this uh, three plus months in, Carl. That's right. Um, I mean, yeah, most notably, you're looking Renee Young. I do believe that uh, Charlie Caruso as well, uh, second time Mm -hmm. um, contracting the COVID-19, apparently. Um, And who was the who was the third? There was a third one. Mike, Mike Pierce. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So and that's just the ones that we know about. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I I can I can say that uh, a little bit of insider knowledge here that there are a lot more cases that just have not been talked about sure. right now. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's going to be very interesting to see kind of what happens and uh, if anything else uh, comes of this or if any other um, restrictions come mm-hmm. into play when it comes to uh, the WWE going and uh, doing their shows or their, uh, their programming or anything like that. Uh, there has been talk that uh, masks may be very much so required for the talent that's on the outside of the ring um in in the stands mm-hmm. um so i mean that's that's different stuff that they're looking at uh, but i mean until we actually see it on on live tv i mean we're, we're not really gonna know right 
Yeah, and they're obligated with these television networks to put out content as well. So it's that they're in a tough situation where you, I think even if they wanted to take some more time away, uh, just as as a company to to not do shows, I mean, I think their hands are tied at this point. Unfortunately, with the USA and Fox, I guess most notable, notably, they they got to keep cranking out content regardless. You're right, they do so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of the that's part of the problem of being the quote unquote top company in the world. That um, you're with the, the top television networks, you're you got to keep going regardless. So, damn it, I just I wish that there was a way that they could just maybe step away for a little while, maybe just air some specials, do what Ring of Honor is doing, re- relive some matches and stuff that were actually good. You know, I, I know I like to keep bringing this up, but. Uh, you know, have stuff to, you know, where we're not throwing beakers of fake humanly bodily hmm. fluids at each other. Right. You know, just, it's just ridiculous stuff, right? So go back and show some yeah. good wrestling matches or something. I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, at least it's not dog food anymore. It's not dog food anymore, but, uh, we're, we've crossed <laughs> over into the strange with that. But, uh, but I guess, uh, speaking of uh, a little strange, maybe not the greatest segue of all time, but, uh, we're talking Chikara. This is one that, uh, it was a little rough here, Carl. Um, you know, when we do know some some people, um, you know, one of our friends over at uh, the grill position involved with this company. Um, yeah. I sent you uh, a few days ago, um, pretty much like the uh, the guy running the promotion, uh, Mike Quackenbush, uh, talking about some of the issues. This was um, this statement or um, whatever you want to call it. It hit me pretty hard here, Carl. Uh, there was some real emotion. Uh, this guy brought a lot of dirty laundry about what's been going on. And uh, whew. there, there <laughs> was, was tough, lots man. of emotion coming tough, from, man. Uh, from Quackenbush. Yeah. Like, damn. Like, just it's. Uh, and they folded, they've closed up shop here, Carl. So, I mean, damn. Like, that, this uh, company's been around for uh, a fair amount of time. And, uh, yep. you know, given what he said and everything, I'm just. It's hard to kind of see it as almost nothing other than an admission of guilt. I mean, it's uh, for this to happen and then to, to fold up shop so quickly. I mean, I, 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 I'm at really a loss for words for, for this whole situation. I mean, Mike's a hell of a nice guy. I mean, a great worker in the ring. If you haven't seen any Mike uh, Quackenbush matches, I mean, this guy's wrestled the uh, who's who in the business here. Jushin Thunder Ligers, uh, just to name one. I mean, this guy's uh, uh, exceptional talent in the ring. And just even when yeah. you hear the guy talk, Carl, you know, outside of this um, statement, I mean, he's a very intellectual person. He, he comes yeah. ac- across very, uh, he makes his point, uh, no, no wasted words. Um Damn, this one was uh, it kind of hit me in the feels, and I I really don't have a whole lot of experience with this promotion, but I mean, damn, like this one, this one hurts, right? No, <laughs> it, it it definitely does. I mean, anytime that we see a uh, in in our world, in our bubble, we we live in a bubble of professional wrestling, yeah. and anytime that we see a company, especially something that has done so well as Chikara, to have to close up shop because of whatever i don't know if like i don't know if this was just preemptive uh to be able to just calm the waters i guess maybe when you but, when you look in there the the wikipedia thing and i know wikipedia you take with a grain of salt but i mean they, they have it listed as as that's it right the, the company is closed so um 
<sighs> defunct, I guess, is the uh, the word that they actually use. So, I mean, this could yeah. be it for Jakara Girl, uh, and that's that's a damn shame. It definitely is. I mean, it's it's never never an easy time, never an easy day when we see uh, a company kind of have to close shop or or become defunct. Yeah. At it never is. It's never yeah. easy because the, the these are. These are our friends. The, these are our, our our family members that are, you know, losing a, a little bit of, of, of their life and their livelihood. Yeah. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like there are a lot of different places that uh, that, that that are out there for for somebody to go to. There definitely is. But I mean, wow, just everything that's come out. Um, it is available out there on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just simply statement. And then Mike Quackenbush. It's a little um, tough to find. Yeah, it's it's super easy to find. Yeah. Um, I mean, Quackenbush is just as you would figure. Yeah. Quacken and Bush, yeah. <laughs> I mean, easy enough, right? Yeah. So yeah, but definitely go and go and find it. Um, yeah, it it sucks. It sucks. But listen to to what uh, what uh, Mike Quackenbush has to say, and yeah. it's 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 pretty powerful. Yeah, it's uh, it comes across as very genuine and very remorseful. Uh, so many different emotions. I mean, just literal tears. You could see the eyes turning red. I mean, just that there was nothing faker. And this was not a wrestling promo. This was just Mike talking to everybody. And whew, uh, it, yeah, I, I, it's I, I'm, at, I'm at a loss for words. Um, another situation here, Carl. I, I'd actually. I, skipped uh, past this here in the run and uh, just kind of lost my place here but uh, we have some stuff going on with the NWA as well now the the big one I, I guess to mention is essentially the the president of NWA we're talking Dave Lagana has stepped down uh, from that position um, just this is another with this whole oh I, I, I hate to kind of look it's it's like this whole me too and this whole all of these insensitivities and stuff going on and just um yeah. there's so many people getting exposed and being brought to light whether they be fully legitimate or not these situations and these people just being forced to to step down for even possibly sometimes some marginal things and not saying that that's the case with, with him here but uh but yeah the big one Dave Lagana from uh NWA has stepped down i mean wow yeah, I mean, heads are rolling all over the place, Carl. It is, man, it, man. Yeah, like e- absolutely everywhere. This is is affecting everyone. It is. It, it it's going absolutely everywhere, which is, uh, which sucks. I mean, it's really unfortunate. Um, I mean, what are we going to do about it? We can't do nothing about it except mm-hmm. kind of bring it to you guys and talk to you and, uh, you know, have you guys engage with us if you uh, if you got anything to engage. I mean, definitely, but. Um, it's so, so sad. I mean, I, just uh, honestly, just a loss for words that, um, and, and it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's really difficult because if these allegations and all of this is true, Mm -hmm. I feel for those that had to go through that situation. Um, on on the bad end of it um if it's if it's something that's not true that you know something was fabricated um then i feel bad for the other side Mm -hmm. right but right now i don't i i i don't know who to feel bad for 
I feel yeah. I just feel bad for professional wrestling as a whole. Yeah. Um, whether it's because these people have to step down or because companies are closing or because these talents and these uh, trainees and stuff like that had to go through any of that. Um, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to do this, but no, go ahead. I don't want to throw myself into those same categories, mm -hmm. but um, without, without giving names of anything, mm -hmm. I've had my own experience as well. Sure. So, when I hear these allegations that have been put out there, I, I feel for them and I feel with them because I've experienced it myself. Um, training, learning, professional wrestling. I was invited to a camp mm -hmm. um, over a weekend to go to somewhere in Michigan. I'm not going to say where, just in the state of Michigan. Yep. I went down there. Everyone went to the guy's the guy's house, the trainer's house. It, it, it was it, it was a it was a male. Okay. Yep. Um, this person had uh, been part of the NWA. Um, has been, you know, tag team champions with different divisions of the NWA. Um, and there I am, me and and she was the girlfriend at the time, the uh, the current spouse. We were there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were on the pullout couch. That's where we were sleeping. Um, we both drove down and it was, it was, you know, cause she was, she was training a little bit as well. Yep. Um, she was a uh, little bit of a valet for a while. Um, so she was, you know, trying to learn a little bit of everything as well. Um, so this, this, this guy decides that he is going to um, talk to me while I'm laying down in bed. Okay. And gets uh, gets down really close and 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 is whispering um, as quietly as as I guess he can. And he says to me, he says, "I can take you places in this business, and all you need to do, but wait, I will even give you one of my NWA championships from upstairs, which we all got to see. We all got to see these beautiful." real NWA championship belts that he had. Yeah. And he says, all you have to let me do is give you fellatio. Wow. That's the nice way to put it. Um, <clears throat> the spouse heard me or heard, heard that interaction and she kicks me. Um, and I was just kind of like, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, like that's yeah. no, I'm not going to do that. Um, we got up early the next morning. Um, this was the last day that we were there. We got up early that morning and we left before, yep. like, we didn't say goodbye. We didn't say nothing. We just left. So, like I said, I, I mean, I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but um, I, I kind of want people to know that 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 I'm not just. Um, you know, trying to side with, with one or the other. Mm -hmm. um, I understand both sides and, and especially those that are, that are coming out with the allegations. I 100% understand and know yeah. where they're coming from. So it's uh it's a very difficult situation. It definitely is. And all I can say is that, that, that if you do have these allegations, I mean, bring them forward still. Um, I mean, that's, that's about all I can really say. Mm -hmm. And, uh, don't be afraid to, um, 
I've I've held this in and I've kept that that story in for close to 19 years. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I would say not 19 um it's 15 it's 15 say. years. Yeah, yeah about, about 15 years. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, it seems longer. It seems longer. <laughs> it seems for sure. like forever ago. Yeah. It really does. But yeah. yeah, I mean, um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go on a uh, no. That's all right. Like a real downer that's here, right. uh, because that's not what we want to do. That's not what we like to do here at Turnbuckle Talk. We like to be upbeat and lively. Uh, but last week we didn't talk about any of this, and this no. week, it's it's just coming out even more. So for sure, you know, and uh, a little bit more with the NWA as well. You know, we saw, um, you know, I believe we had mentioned there, Ricky Starks uh, leaving the NWA is actually signed with the AEW now. Um, their television champion, uh, Zicky Dice, uh, not let go. He just flat out quit. Um, yes. So, I mean, and it's a delicate time for, for this company. You know, they had come back, made some noise, you know, with these YouTube uh, power uh, shows, and then it seemed to kind of... Uh, wear off a little bit, you know, and then we had the issues with Jim Cornette and then, then we don't, and then we have this stuff going on, Dave Lagana. I mean, just like it's, yeah. Um, bit of a scary time for this company too. Uh, hopefully they'll, they'll survive it. But I mean, those are some, uh, big notable names that, um, we're hearing about shenanigans from and what the nicest way I can put that aspect of that. Just it's, um, yeah. And like you said, uh, just the, in the world of professional wrestling and just in general, it seems like there's a lot of this uh, stuff coming out now that uh, others have told their stories. So now it's giving people the, whether it be like just the confidence or the, the ability to, to have the strength to, uh, to mention their stories as well. You know, this isn't something that's just new to current day or for when you were training Carl. I mean, this is something that goes way, way, way back. You can see some, instances you know for with dark side of the ring with uh moolah i mean just this this is not limited to just our current day this is something that is not necessarily it's not something that's unique to professional wrestling um in the entertainment industry i'll say that it does seem to be pretty rampant i guess maybe be the word to kind of use um it's something that's it's always kind of been there but now that there's a spotlight on it now we're just hearing more about it given that that's right now that's that's kind of in the spotlight so it's unfortunate to to hear all these stories and i I just hope that you know the business and professional wrestling can survive it because it's a there are times you know recently where all this stuff's been happening to where like i almost felt kind of embarrassed to be somebody who considers themselves a wrestling fan and I was kind of glad nobody was asking me too many questions about uh, right. this kind of stuff. But um, going from that to the, the to some positive and something that um, I was asked by somebody, and actually this was a um, a question I was asked by somebody who's somewhat of a, of a casual fan that I know, um, because this is, used to be a fairly regular segment that we used to do on this podcast. So we were, I believe, that we termed insider knowledge here, Carl. This may seem yep. like a pretty simple one here, but I think it's uh, worthwhile talking about and it's why do professional wrestlers grab the ropes when they when they run the ropes why do they grab onto the rope as they're running them and uh, i figure you know who better to explain that than somebody who actually wrestled in the ring here carl why do wrestlers grab onto the rope when they're running them stability Hmm, that's honestly that's the biggest thing it is it is to stable yourself um if you're running towards those ropes 
And um, I, 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 I'm sure everyone has really seen it. You see that they, they reach their arm back and they grab onto that rope yep. and then, you know, and then they, they kind of go back into it. It's, it's stability. So that one, you have a, a, a good push off that you can give yourself when uh, going off of the ropes. If you're like running the ropes type of thing. Right. Um, and so that you don't fall over the ropes. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. You don't want to go there and then, you know, just loosely hit the ropes because yeah. you're going to go head over heels out onto the floor and crack your head open. It is not going to be fun. Um, There's some videos yeah, out like there of this happening. <laughs> what was that? There's some videos out there of this happening, you know, oh. in some smaller promotions. It's happened in WWE oh, yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, um, it has. You know, and I guess, you know, if, failing that, I mean, just if the ropes do go, at least you got something to hold on to, I guess, as you're going over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, it's not even necessarily if the ropes go, because that's, that's very far and few between it's that, rare, that yeah. really the ropes go very, very rare that that happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it, so that you don't topple over and it's giving you better stability. Yeah. Um, the way, the way that I was really taught is, is the best way to do it is as you reach back, um, you, your thumb underneath your hand over top, and your elbow over as well. Mm. So your elbow is going to be underneath. Uh, so you're going to have like, let me let me try to position here. Right. So you're going to have the ring rope is here, right? And then you're holding on to it, and your elbow comes underneath it. And then you're gonna, then you're gonna, you know, go back with uh, right. with with your back. Um, and 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 I mean, just to kind of go along with that as well. So that's more like a, a running the ropes type of thing. Uh, you you want to make sure that you're um, almost like plank, right? So you're you're very much so your back is straight. Don't put your your butt down into the next rope at all. You want to make sure that you're straight. You want to make sure that you're grabbing that rope, that your arm goes underneath it, and then your back is hitting that top rope, right. which gives you again that uh, that oomph. To be able to push yourself off to continue on. And then, uh, yeah, from there, you're not going to go ass over tea kettle. I'll say it <laughs> over that top rope yep. and crack your head open because that's I've, I've been there. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. There's lots of videos on YouTube that you can go and watch. So there are some from WWE. Uh, I think that they're more prone to their rope snapping just because they use actual rope rope. Um, as opposed to metal cable with, um, you know, rubber hose over top of them, essentially as uh, what, uh, a lot of promotions use, yep. but, um, yeah, you go on YouTube, you can see guys, you know, bigger guys, some, a lot of times bigger guys just kind of slipping, uh, between the top oh, yeah. and the middle rope and just <laughs> going, like you said, ass over T-Kill to the outside. Um, yep. having said all that, Carl, there, there are some that don't grab the ropes while, while they're running. They mentioned that the majority of them do there are some that don't i guess one of the more notable ones i guess would be scott steiner he doesn't really grab uh the ropes when he runs he just kind of eases kind of into them um some smaller um japanese women wrestlers don't really grab yeah. the rope just because of their size and they just can't lift their arms up that high to reach that, that top rope so yeah. they're just kind of you know just like almost kind of reclining into it and then kind of um, bouncing off, but, um, but yeah, I mean, for the majority of professional wrestlers out there, you want to grab that top rope, like you said, just to make it so that, uh, you have some stability there to keep going in the other direction. 
But what you'll notice with a lot of them as well, a lot of the um, uh, the smaller Japanese women that are that are wrestling, and even like Rey Mysterio, um, they they hook their arms underneath it, mm-hmm. so their their uh, armpits are going down into the ropes, yeah. right, and then their arms are kind of underneath. So it's uh, that's where they're getting their stability from, as opposed to grabbing it and then having your arm underneath it. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, I mean they're they're doing it their way because most of the time they're like hitting the middle rope as opposed to the top rope. That's right. Um, so hitting the middle rope is a little bit different. It definitely would be. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's that. Cool. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, a nice little bit of insider information for our listeners there. All right, Carl. Before we do our showstopper segment, let's do our match of the week segment here. I think that you went first last week, so I guess I'll give my um, pick first this sure. week. Sure. Mine is coming from Ring of Honor from 2008. We're going way back on this one, and this one is a little significant because this was part of what was called the Northern Navigation uh, Tour. This was actually Ring of Honor's debut in Canada, and this was a match yep. between Kevin Steen and Nigel McGuinness for the ROH World Championship. Uh, This is a fairly lengthy match. We're talking just over 34 minutes. But, I mean, damn. Like, if you, especially if you're somebody who watches NXT and wanted to kind of see what Kevin Owens was like as Kevin Steen, the the, the Kevin Steen version in uh, Ring of Honor is probably my favorite version of uh, that character. And Nigel McGuinness, who is one of the commentators in NXT, if you wanted to see what he is like in the ring, he is fantastic. When he was an active professional wrestler, he was damn good, Carl. Uh, These two guys knocked it out of the park in this match. And they they did plenty of stuff in in Ring of Honor and all over the place. Um, Just do yourself a favor and go and watch this match. It was fantastic. You get to see, I think, probably the best version of... Kevin Owens as Kevin Steen in Ring of Honor. I think that's where he was yeah. at his best. So there you go. My pick this week is coming from Ring of Honor as well. Mine nice. actually comes from Ring of Honor TV that happened this week. I usually try to take my picks from uh, what's what's been shown on television for people to see. Um, this week, the Ring of Honor is still doing their retrospectives with uh, specific stars. This week was actually Kenny King. And the match happening with Kenny King versus Kushida. Mm. Um, nice foot. Wow. Just, uh, I'm still blown away by that matchup. It, it, it's always been fantastic to see uh, Kenny King. He's he's a really good worker, a very underrated, I do believe. Um, and Kushida, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Kushida just blows wow. my mind every time I see him. Um, unfortunately, not so much with NXT, mm-hmm. but when he's able to go out there and do what he wants, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm very happy with it. And uh, yeah, so that's my pick for this week was uh, Kenny King versus Kushida. Um, that was actually one of Kenny King's favorite matches. That's why it was showcased. Nice. Yeah, good choice. You, know, you had mentioned Kushida. Um, huge ball drop in NXT there. I mean, they could have done a tremendous amount with him. I'm hoping that he's somebody that does his time there and will venture back over to New Japan Pro Wrestling, where I think, frankly, he belongs in their yes. junior heavyweight division. You know, go over there, you know, work with Hiromu and those guys and uh, could have some top-notch matches over there. I just, um, I, I didn't like the, the initial move, and I just think that, you know, North America just isn't the right place for Kashida, unfortunately. 
definitely not. And during that matchup, this <sighs> he actually uh, Kushida had the um, New Japan Pro um, Junior Heavyweight Championship. He was the champ, yep. as well as he was the ROH Television Champion. Wow, nice! So it was like cool, fantastic. So yeah, I mean the the, the guy clearly. Uh, can work because these companies are, you know, he's he's been the champ uh, in several different companies, and even then holding two championships simultaneously, the New Japan Pro Wrestling Junior Heavyweight Championship and the Ring of Honor Television Championship. Yeah. All right, Carl, just uh, briefly, a little bit of breaking news before we do uh, take our break and do our Showstopper segment here. Um, it looks as though... Anderson, uh, Anderson and Gallows, um, the guys from the, the, the club or where you want to call them in WWE, and they're part of the original Bullet Club. I'm seeing in several places that it looks like it's just a formality that they have signed with Impact. Um, this one really has me scratching my head, Carl. I, I have no earthly idea why these guys want to go to this promotion. I don't get it. I really don't either. I mean, it, it nothing could against just impact. be that it's... Um... <laughs> nothing against Impact, honestly. No, but no, I mean, no. what the hell are these guys doing going over there? I, I don't get it. I think it's probably going to be more of like a schedule thing. Um, yeah. They're probably going to be able to work a, a limited schedule and be able to do what they want. They're probably going to come in and uh, honestly be given whatever they want. If they want championship matches, they're going to get them. If they want championships, they're going to get them. Um, the, I, 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 I don't see any reason for anything else. I mean, Joe's kind of doing, you know, this, uh, you know, are they money, gonna be money, able, money, money, are they money. going to be able to pay these guys? Um, yeah. I mean, at this point, I yeah. mean, they've worked for the WWE. They, they've been able to put money away. They've worked for new Japan. They've yeah. worked for all these other companies. Um, I'm sure that they have a small little nest egg available to them mm-hmm. after working, all of these ridiculous amounts of hours and yep. days with these companies that maybe they're like, we'll take a little bit of a pay cut if we can just kind of be a little eased. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking anyways. I'm thinking that it's just uh, because it's a little bit of an easier schedule for them, that that's why Anderson and gallows are going to probably go to impact wrestling. Yeah. See my, pick for my destination if they wanted to stay over in North America would have been Ring of Honor because then that opens the door to NWA if they want to go there as well and back over to where I think that they really, really um, shine the best and that's over in New Japan. So uh, that's why I, th- I thought Ring of Honor would be that they could use another tag team there, quite frankly. And yeah, yeah I just, um, when I saw the Impact stuff, I was like, really? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, right? um, yeah, whatever floats your boat, but uh, not um, where I would have chosen. Um, WWE, just briefly, looks like that, uh, I've been really been wondering about this, It's they haven't really said much of anything about it. Uh, the 2020 Hall of Fame looks like it may happen at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. but I mean, just it's, um, yeah, it's very low-key. Very low-key. Yeah. yeah. It- definitely is yeah i'm not really seeing too too much more on it either it's it's yep. very kind of hush hush right now which is uh odd yeah and i'm not talking the rest are low-key i mean literally low-key uh yes. that uh they uh <laughs> just that it's we didn't do it at wrestlemania and just it was like this type of thing it's just we'll just ignore and pretend like it doesn't exist for the time being uh I, weird um yeah i forget i thought maybe they would have done it as a network special or something like that but uh who knows what they're going to do? 
That's right. We'll just have to wait and see. All right, Carl, I guess we'll take a brief break here. We're going to come back with our showstopper segment. And this is a bit of a fun one. And again, this was uh, an idea that kind of stemmed from uh, one of our viewers slash listeners of who we would bring back to professional wrestling, whether be retired or whether they have passed away. And who would we, would we bring back and where would we utilize them? We're going to have some fun with this one, I think. So we'll be right back, guys. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Wrestling. Wrestling. What does wrestling mean to me? It's something I always wanted. Always. What wrestling means to me is an escape. What does professional wrestling mean to me? It means life. All my life I've been hit impaired. I've been struggling with my voice and my hearing. Wrestling means so much to me because when I'm in the ring, I'm not that girl who can't hear. I'm not that girl who speaks a little differently. You know, I guess what wrestling really means to me is freedom. Growing up, I always wanted to be more like the other girls, a bit smaller, a bit more petite. I didn't feel like I fitted in until I found pro wrestling, and then suddenly there was somewhere that I did fit in. What does pro wrestling mean to me? It means family. Professional wrestling to me means strength. Not just physical strength, but emotional and mental strength. Having the strength to go out there and show the world who you are. In the real world, you know, I have to hide, I have to fake, I have to put on a mask. But in wrestling, I can be strong or I can be weak. Wrestling to me means life. It's my life. It's everything I know. It's everything I do. I wake up and go to sleep and I breathe wrestling. I am wrestling. Believe that's what wrestling means to me. Discipline, sacrifice, and devotion. Wrestling was always my dream since I was little. And you know, I come from a little country in Italy, a very small town, and nobody believed that I was able to leave Italy and come in America and train art to be a professional wrestler. But that was I did. So what wrestling means to me is passion. And wrestling, truly to me, means empowerment and fun, because I don't have a better time than when I'm in that ring. Professional wrestling has brought me so much joy. I, I just can't even put it into words sometimes. Wrestling to me is the biggest constant in my life. Everything I do revolves around it. My diet, my training, in the gym, in the ring, whatever have you. Wrestling means to me is that it's something that you can express yourself with without any judgment. For me, 
I want women's wrestling to not be women's wrestling. I want it to be wrestling. It's shown me strength and courage and power and to be completely untouchable. Plain and simple, what professional wrestling means to me is, is everything. I wouldn't give up what I do on a nightly basis for anything else in this world. Wrestling is freedom, and I am born free. Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Careful back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Carl giving me a nice little surprise there with uh, our, our, our old school collar and elbow ads there. Um, I was originally going to um, insert what I would usually do for our break, but, I, hey, I, I just kept rolling with that. I haven't heard those in quite a while. <laughs> we even get her to see our friend Jazzy um, yes. talking there as well, and uh, just you get to see just the um, – the passion that people do have for professional wrestling there inside the business and the whole concept of collar and elbow, uh, bringing that all together, just, um, fantastic stuff, man. That's about all I can say about that. Yeah. And I mean, just so that everybody knows that is something that was done back in 2017. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean a few years old now, but still going strong collar and elbow brand. As you see down below right now, scrolling across there you can use our promo code jk podcast at the checkout and you're going to get 10 percent off your entire order when you go to collar and elbow awesome all right carl let's do our showstopper segment uh, here and as i had mentioned before our break here a bit of a fun one i think we can uh, do here um it's who would you bring back to professional wrestling whether they be retired whether they are no longer on this world, this planet with us, and where in what situation or promotion we would would we uh, use them in? Um, I have a few picks here that are my own and some other people's as well, but I'll let you kind of pick one first. That um, who you would bring back and where would you utilize them? Andre the Giant mm. would definitely be one. Um, where would you? Put and him? I would say. NWA. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, just just very much so. Andre mm. the Giant has is always been just that uh, uh, that 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 show, that commodity that's there. And um, yeah, like I mean, I would he I think he would do wonders in mm. NWA, and especially for the NWA brand as we know it. Interesting. You mentioned the NWA one, some because my uh, the first one that I'm going to mention here is actually coming from the person that inspired this idea for the Showstopper segment, and this person I think totally embodies what this whole topic is is uh, about. We're talking Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Um, okay. Right. I think that the perfect uh, choice, and they hit the nail right on the head with this, um, and the NWA slash Ring of Honor slash New Japan is where I would utilize him. If you really wanted to, as crazy as it may sound, you could probably do it right now if you wanted to with this guy. Uh, right? I mean, he's, it's he's true. Right? He, he came back not too long ago, and uh, I believe it was with Chris Jericho, if I'm not mistaken, and he held his own in there with Chris Jericho. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yes. So, I mean, and this is a guy that just, it's, uh, he was the, um, 
just one of the best out there, and that's what I would personally do. Uh, somebody that um, else that I would bring back, and I think you would be pleasantly surprised with this, would be Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, yeah. Right? And you could put literally put him anywhere. Um, I would say something outside of WWE. I, I think that he was somebody that would be really interesting in the New Japan um, context. This is something different. Which he's he's not unfamiliar with. Right? And, and he's the, the type of personality and presence to that does really well over New Japan. Some of these um, bigger guys that come up from North America tend to really get over with that Japanese audience because it is something different. And then they tend to get kind of behind that uh, alongside their homegrown talent, which they obviously um, are big on board with as well. Who else uh, do you have as somebody that uh, you think you would bring back? Um, they can think off the top. I, I, of your I'm going with a lot of people that are that are like have passed on here. But mm-hmm. um, recently, we just kind of celebrated the anniversary of the passing of uh, um, Matt Matt um, Matt Osborne um, mm-hmm. doing the clown. Um, with with some of the characters that we've got out there right now, like you're looking at like uh, Zicky Dice, mm-hmm. right? Um, then you're looking like uh, Orange Cassidy. Um, you know some of these these characters yeah. that are out there in professional wrestling right now to have uh, somebody like a Doink the Clown be able to come in, um, and 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 again this one I think would would probably be a good NWA fit, mm-hmm. um, NWA uh, not that it always has been but it seems to be a little bit more synonymous with um, you know characters per se yeah right so and I mean especially nowadays um, where you've got like the uh, uh, the question mark and, mm. uh, you know, different stuff like that. Right. And right. then even Aaron Stevens right now, kind of that, that whole little gimmick that he's got going on with the karate. Yep. I hope I said that right, Aaron. I think I'm so. sure he'll correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, for me, don't get the clown. Um, I think on a female side of things though, if I can go there for a moment, sure. um, Sherry Martell, um, I would love mm. in, in both capacities looking, um, working professional wrestling as well as, uh, managerial. Um, I, I think Sherry Martell, uh, somebody coming back, uh, would, would just be fantastic. It would blow my mind. Um, yeah. Before you do another pick here, Joe, I just yep. have to mention, um, as, as we, we kind of said at the beginning here, um, and if you take a look down below there again, scrolling across, um, it says to hell in a handbasket. I don't know if you people can see the video behind me. Um, yeah, my my room seems to have like shifted here a little bit. Um, I'm going <laughs> to fix this just for a second here. And yeah. it's going to be a quick, simple fix. Um, they were l- literally peeling back the curtain, I guess, so to speak. My green screen like just imploded. Okay. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, uh, it imploded behind me. Oh, that's just something else I'm going to have to fix up. But I, I digress. Big Joe, do you have any other picks that you would, uh, that you would bring back? I do have some, and I give you a props because I think that for the first time we actually named our episode uh, on the fly. So um, that's my co-host uh, thinking, uh, um, on the ball there. So that was a uh, pretty cool. And that's more than likely that's what, what a, the, the name of our episode will be. Um, and I'll, I guess forever be kind of an inside joke for those who may not get it. But, that's um, right. yeah, some other names that I want to mention, uh, another big standout for me would be Brian Pillman. 
Oh, um, yes. And where I would use him, I would bring him into AEW, and I would have him managing Mr. John Moxley. Because, really? yeah, he needs, because he's trying to be that kind of character, but I think he needs somebody who can actually do it kind of properly to kind of really give him some uh, uh, gumption there. Because uh, I, I feel that it would be sorely needed because, I mean, it's been a pretty stale championship reign for him. He's the kind of guy, very much like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, where the money and the, the real best parts of that come when you're chasing the title. And when you get to that top of that mountain, it can feel kind of stale because he's the kind of guy that I think thrives on the chase. But then mm-hmm. once you get it, it's like, okay, you know, you just kind of just hanging kind of in limbo there. So uh, he's a guy that I think that um, could use that kind of counterpart with him to kind of give it a little bit more energy. And uh, who better than uh, somebody uh, with that similar kind of mindset than a Brian Pillman. Uh, obviously not something that can happen because Brian's no longer with us, unfortunately. And as yes. I had mentioned before, he was, um, when they did the Brian Pillman Memorial, that was a pretty significant moment in the world of professional wrestling because guys were coming from all over and all different promotions, including the WWE to be a part of this. And, uh, that was, um, as far as I know, the first and only time that something like that has ever happened. So he was, uh, um, a very important person in wrestling. My personal pick though, Carl, uh, for this would, um, be to that this person is uh, not deceased, but he is, I guess you could say, semi-retired. And I am talking about the great Muda, who uh, okay. did uh, appear at the ROH or the uh, the G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden, the uh, co-show uh, with Ring of Honor New Japan, which I've talked about several times in the show. It's available for you on YouTube. Go and watch it if you haven't already. Um, I would bring him back to have either one match or a series of matches with the undertaker in his prime. That would be fantastic. Right. It definitely would be. Um, not now, not now. No. Um, but with the undertaker in his prime, um, that, that I think would be absolutely fantastic, especially given that Muda was, is one of these guys that, um, especially in his prime, in his prime, created a lot of movement. And Undertaker yes. really does well in matches with guys who create a lot of movement, and it would be absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch that I can name here as well. I mean, Haku um, mm-hmm. is another one, another one of these guys that kind of briefly appeared at that same show that I had just mentioned. Um, he's somebody that you could uh, make use of probably in more like a managerial type of role. Um, yep. especially with the, the grills of destiny. I think, he, I think they should utilize him more when it comes to those guys. Um, if you want to go with kind of bring him back old style gimmicks, um, George, the animal steel, oh, um, yeah. you know, have him chewing up turnbuckles. If you, um, in the NWA or something, if you wanted to, I yeah, mean, another um, cool gimmicky one. Yeah. Right. So, and, um, yeah, that, that inside of itself is something that uh, seems to, and we can thank the NWA for kind of bringing back, the uh, the kind of the wacky gimmicks uh, and at least trying to make yeah. them fun again. They might not always be successful, yeah. but I mean that was always one of the big um, fun parts of wrestling. Where were some of these gimmicks uh, that you know, good or bad, they were always they're entertaining and they're fun to watch. Kind of looking back in retrospect as well. You know, even some of these really goofy WWE ones like the Goon and these ones that they they, they they put a smile on your face when you go back and watch them, even if they weren't really all that successful. Right. I think if I can add one more name to that list, um, it, it's a name that people really aren't going to expect coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I think right now, for absolutely right now, 
we could use a John Cena. Mm. The guy has so much energy. He is so over with the kids. The kids love him. There are adults that love him. The women love him. I mean, if we could get John Cena to come back and and do even just a a four-month stint of something, right? And, I mean, this could could really be used for any promotion. Mm -hmm. Any promotion. It doesn't matter. I think that uh, that somebody with the uh, the exuberance of a John Cena would be a good thing. That brings up an interesting question, and for anybody uh, watching uh, our live stream here, feel free to weigh in on this topic as well. Is there any chance in hell, Carl, that John Cena ever wrestles for another promotion outside of WWE? <laughs> no. 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 No No chance. I, I, honestly, no. Chance no I could hell. never see it. Yeah. Um, I would like to see something like maybe like a new maybe like in a new Japan and a Wrestle Kingdom type of thing um I, th- I think that would be really interesting to see him in that atmosphere sure. um yeah but i mean uh, yeah he's definitely one of those guys that will probably likely never i mean other than if you want to consider i mean technically he did wrestle outside of WWE with the OVW and not but that was their development territory so yeah he's yeah. really pretty much been inside the WWE system and yeah, I mean, very unlikely, but I would definitely uh, be game for it, especially if it was New Japan. That's right. Especially, is there you could have some interesting, especially if you could do like uh, Cena versus Tanahashi. If you want to go against the Ace, because they largely kind of consider him the John Cena of, of uh, New Japan, that yep. would be a really interesting matchup, Carl. And you could have some fun there because they're essentially the same person. <laughs> Yeah, right yeah you definitely <laughs> so, definitely. oh man all right man was there uh, before we go before we wrap up there for this week um anything else that you want to cover before we uh, definitely before we there here? is i want to cover two quick things here right. actually first we need to thank our friends over at the gorilla position.com our friends with the roar network our people over at the htm podcast network and our new friends over at indiepw.com thank you to them they do so much for us and we're so thankful for them and everything that they've done and our two sponsors that we have collar and elbow brand.com use promo code jk podcast at the checkout you're going to get 10 percent off your entire order uh, if you didn't see it go back and watch our break that happened you will see some amazing stuff from color and elbow brand.com again promo code jk podcast gets you 10 percent off your entire order just so that you know as well our friends over at phoenix fit that's fnxfit.com they are going to give you 15 percent off your entire order when you use promo code tb talk pod so go and check them out as well, phoenixfit.com. Use promo code TBTALKPOD, 15% off your order. Just as a reminder, every purchase that you guys do make, whether it's at collarandelbowbrand.com or at phoenixfit.com, does help support this podcast and video streaming. So if you do want to help support us, that's going to be the easiest way. You can get yourself some great gear. You can get yourself some amazing supplements and help support us as well. So go ahead, go in order. We would love that you do. Absolutely, Carl. All right. I guess that's a good way to wrap things up. And we will see you guys on the next one. Have a nice day. Have a nice day.
It's me, it's me. It's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheParks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows here. You can find that all at HittingTheParks.com. Run.